This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy, here we go. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. I hope you're having a a wonderful time. It is about to get really fun around the sports world here in DFW, and we're excited about to to talk about it with you every afternoon, two to seven. Here on your home of the Cowboys and your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. General at your service, Addies. Broadus is out all week. Send him some love on social media. Lucius Alexander is in the Pimp Cup at Master Control. Wolchuk and Chiafalo are here. Carter Freeman is coordinating your video. And you can follow us all at GBAG Nation there on your Twitter X machine. How you guys doing? You have a good weekend or what? Yeah. It was good. Went to the Stars game on Saturday. Unfortunately, uh, lost in overtime. It still was a fun game. The second period was electric. Six total goals scored. And now we get some day hockey. I mean, it's always fun when we have sports going on during the show. So we got Stars, Bruins, and then we'll get the Daytona 500. I think that always just makes the show that much better. Yeah, man, this is a sweet spot right now. Feeling good, feeling great. Feels like a victory Monday for some reason. I don't know why. Fresh, recharged. Walchuk and I did our BetQL show yesterday yep. for the first mm. time in the for the spring sports uh, of 2024. And we were we were golfing, and we were NBA All Star. Nailed the Luka Doncic under because Luka does not try, and the Jokic under. Nailed that. I thought Saturday night was entertaining though for the All Star festivities. Oh yes, it was good. I got entertainment out of that, even if it was via some incompetence and just funny, funny uh, things to laugh at. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I I thought it was an action packed All Star week, and of course Lillard's my guy. Won the three point contest, wins the MVP, shooting half court threes, just having a ball out there, and. You know, I think he was the veteran that took his uh, license to uh, have a green light. And a, a ton of them went in. That was exciting. But I'll tell you what, it is a victory Monday here in the G-Bag Nation because Saturday night, it was my birthday weekend. I took the opportunity to ignore my family for the most part for the better part of seven hours. <laughs> That's a real birthday gift. Happy birthday to you. And I took down an online poker tournament. First place, baby. Congratulations, bro. You got gold? You've been knocking on the door. You've been getting close and just had some bad breaks. Yeah, and I wish I could play more. Um, You know, so I I can only play every now and then, maybe like two days a month. And you're right. I had been knocking on the door, especially last August in training camp, and I I, I was close. Everything fell my way. You know, I, I played good, tight, solid poker, no big risks for about five hours. But, boy, I, I went card dead there for over an hour as the final table approached, and my, my stack was just dwindling down, and I was like, holy cow, I'm, I was the short stack with six players to go. I thought, not meant to be tonight. I guess I'll finish sixth or fifth and, you know, take my prize and be done with it, and, you know, maybe next time. But over the next 10 or 15 minutes, everything just fell together for me. Like, the universe opened up and said, here's your tournament, sir. They kept giving me good starting cards. Yes. Bad starting cards were hitting, and – about five or six minutes into it, the whole table was ticked off at me because I kept raising 
right? And they're like, there's no way anybody's this really red hot. And I, I stayed that hot for like the Heck next yeah. five minutes, dude. And then I just looked around and everybody, everybody was gone. And I'd secured the first place prize. You were the aggressor, wow, just bullying dude. everybody at the table. Perhaps my best birthday ever, even though nobody got me anything and I had to make all my meals. Yeah, um, I know. You told me. I was like, what did you do? You're like, oh, yeah. I made filet mignon. I'm thinking, okay, yeah. so this is what I have to look forward to when you get yeah. older. Birthdays, you're cooking for yourself and you're yes. gifting for yourself, essentially. Pre- uh, pretty much. Pretty much. But it was my best birthday ever. Living in the afterglow of, of taking down an online poker tournament for you the first that, time man. in some years. Gosh, what much. an amazing feeling. That must be the adrenaline rush of a lifetime. Well, dude. it's championship season in DFW. Damn you know, right. the, the range kicked it off i just I, I wanted to do my part and make sure i brought one home for the dub here thank you in, the, in this inside this calendar year before they go back and and repeat nfl free agency in the new league year is going to begin march 13th at three o'clock texas time legal negotiation period will begin march 11th uh, okay so the n- next week is the 26th through the first the franchise tag deadline is coming up on march 5th and players with their original teams are working on getting deals done that would take them off the market or avoid the tag, including one Mike Evans, mm-hmm. who um, Diana Russini reported today. Today is the day that could save the Bucks some money by re-signing Mike Evans. However, that deal will not happen. Look for the two sides to continue to negotiate in good faith as they work towards the start of free agency. So we're starting to get free agent storylines. Could he go to Kansas City? I don't know. I hope so. You know, that'd be that'd be badass. That'd Two be Texans. Awesome. Yeah, it would be. Mahomes definitely needs it. But, I mean, Rice was coming along strong there at the end. So maybe they'll look at it like, hey, we got Hardman back in the mix here. Maybe we'll draft another guy. I don't know. I'd love to see, you know, Mike Evans go somewhere where he can finish his career on the big stage, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder I wonder how aggressive the Texans are going to be in pursuit of another wide receiver playmaker, mm. you know, for, for C.J. Stroud. Because he was getting it done with, I mean, Nico Collins is probably becoming one of the most underrated players in all of football, so credit to him. But outside of him, Tank Dell, the rookie, he was banged up, though he was really, really good before then. But it was Noah Brown, it's Dalton Schultz. Like, these are the guys you're having to depend on. If you're C.J. Stroud, you're going, hey, can you get me somebody? Maybe it's not Mike Evans. Maybe it's Calvin Ridley or one of these other free agent receivers. But I, I think if you're Mike Evans, that seems like a nice place with some young with some young talent that yeah. seems like is on the right trajectory to go do something. But if you're going to the AFC and you want a Super Bowl, do you, do you want to do anything other than be on the Chiefs? No, I'd much rather <laughs> just go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just in such yeah. a weird spot where it's like, man, we got Chris Jones, we got Legereus Sneed, we've got some of our own guys we want to keep. But gosh, him and Pat Mahomes would be so much fun. I mean, the longest active 1,000 yard receiving season streaks right now, it's Mike Evans with 10. Wow. The next closest is Stephon Diggs with six. Mm. He's just been a model of consistency, and he's 30 years old, but he's aging like a fine wine. I'd pay Mike Evans. You know yeah. what's you know what's interesting is I'm seeing from Warren Sharp, he's putting out, he just randomly puts out different types of numbers, and Pat Mahomes was dead last in the sport this year when it comes to average length of touchdown passes. His air yards were dead last. It was under four. 3.9 was the average touchdown pass for Pat Mahomes this year, last in the league. When he was with uh, when he was with Tyreek Hill, you were looking at 17 yards oh, yeah, of average, you know, touchdown, average. which for, which for this year would have been third in the league behind Tyrod Taylor and Will Levis, which is really would have been first because both those guys are small sample size. But nonetheless, you see the difference. I mean, it's it's a Pat Pat Mahomes another edition of how great he is because he can win this way where he's just bombing it all over the place for touchdowns, or he can do it a little bit differently here with this version of the Chiefs. And if you need me to just be dinky dunky at times and and be accurate short range no problem.
problem. I can do that there. But if you're the Chiefs, do you want to have that extra layer of, of explosion? And that's yeah. what Mike Evans is. He's just a nine route, forty yard touchdown waiting to happen. Absolutely. I, I think number one, you know, it it you you've set the difficulty level to extremely hard without giving you that ability to take the top off the defense. And number two, it's just not very entertaining. You know, no. if I'm Clark Hunt, I'm like, guys, let's put on a show. We have Patrick Mahomes. You know, why are yeah. we trying to win scoring 23 points per game? Yeah, that whole big, winning with defense thing and it yeah, was fun cool. for a year. Yeah. I'm glad we did it. Another notch on your belt, but let's get back to the laser <laughs> yeah, show. Let's go back to the offense with Andy Reid and Mahomes. Please. I want to watch Sports Center top 10 plays and know every Sunday I have one, if not multiple, Pat Mahomes to so and so for 50 yard bomb skis. Now, unfortunately, Mike Evans to the Cowboys is a total non starter. I feel like the Cowboys are in, in the position of taking salary cap allocation away from that spot. You know, I I think Michael Gallup comes off, and you continue to go young around uh, uh, Lamb and and Cooks. That's a pretty good duo to build around. You know, I mean, I'm excited about where they are with their pass catchers. Don't get me wrong. I no just don't want to don't want to spend any more salary cap space on it. Yeah, and I think that uh, I mean, as always, we look at this NFL draft, and every year it's like, damn, there's a lot of good receivers in this thing. It goes three cool. rounds deep, where it's like, oh, you could find somebody that you're pretty excited about, but they're gonna have to pay C.D. Lamb. They're probably looking at that as, all right, well, that's where we're spending our wide receiver money. So the other other interesting thing about the story from a Cowboys perspective is Evans goes into voidable years on this contract. So the contract is over. They still have double digit of millions on there. You know, Tampa could have done a deal to make that number lower. That's where Dak is going to be next year. I believe that's where Zach Martin is going to be next year. And the, the Cowboys are about 12 months away from some really, really difficult decisions about their future. It could be a pivot point, and we'll be covering the countdown to that, uh, obviously, uh, after the season. Hopefully that season is glorious. 512 says, that's badass, Dawson. I got a tournament tonight. Best of luck to you, 512. 817, I'm better than you, Gavin. Play me. I would love to play. Play you. me. Yeah, I'll, I'll play anybody in, in in poker. And if you're better than me, I'll acknowledge that. I can definitely feel it when somebody's better than me and they, they got my number. Okay, Rangers spring training is hitting full swing. Game one is Friday against the Royals. Ooh. Most of the games are at 2 o'clock. So right as the show starts, you're going to have Rangers baseball on. And when we're out there next week, it's going to be cool because we'll be able to describe that action to you. The only thing standing between the, the Dodgers and being a huge favorite is health is Shohei Otani did not participate in live BP Sunday. His Dodgers spring training debut is on hold for now. Manager Dave Roberts saying Otani, who's coming back from elbow surgery, will not play in Thursday's opener against the Padres. The two-time MVP signed that $700 million deal as a free agent in December. Rangers-Dodgers World Series. Otani and Seager. That's that's what I expect going in. I think it would be a, a magnificent storyline. I think the opportunity to go up against a, you know an iconically built roster like they have done out there. I just can't wait to see what CY is going to do here to make sure that we're locked and loaded and up to the task in every way possible. Because you know he will. Oh, yeah. Even if this team is, is coming up short early, CY is not going to rest. I think they've taken a conservative approach because the TV money situation. Um, but that doesn't mean they're done adding or spending. And as we saw last year, they're so full of, of, of depth in the minor leagues that they can make trades for players and, and basically pay the other team in prospects to pick up the salary. So you can kind of get around, you know, adding uh, luxury tax threshold or uh, dollars over the luxury tax threshold. It's a pretty cool way of doing business. Okay, Stars visiting the Bruins this afternoon. How's that game going on right now? Tied at two uh, right now. And the Stars are, are a little banged up when it comes to their defensive pairings in this one. So you've got uh, Niles Lundquist, who's hurt. They've had to call up a couple of pieces. But two to two at the end of two as they look into the uh, third 
period here. And it's really annoying because it's the same thing that we saw on Saturday when they were taking on Edmonton. It's like the Stars will score and then boom, uh, here's a response by somebody. So Ryan Suter actually got on the board, which was shocking because Ryan Suter I don't think is very good. But he was able to get the Stars first goal. Then Wyatt Johnson uh, also got on the board. So 2-1, to one, but then here comes Boston. Tied at two. So we'll see how this third period goes. They'll be in New York tomorrow and Ottawa on Thursday, uh, not home until next week. They do lead the division. They are five points back in the West behind Vancouver. And yeah, trade deadline's coming up, I believe, March 5th. They need defense. You know, that's that's clear. They're below average uh, defensively. And that's just not going to cut it when you get to the playoffs. So it's cool right now you have clarity and you know you're amazing at so many parts of this game. Mavs have a few more days off uh, before they resume uh, their schedule Thursday against the Suns. And hopefully Kyrie Irving comes out looking to make a statement. Uh, yeah. You know, again, I, if, if I'm him, I'm sitting home watching that All-Star game and I'm thinking, man, I'm better, I'm better than Booker. You know, oh, at for least, sure. I'm, better, I'm at least better than a couple of these guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and I believe Phoenix is a team that could have but kind of passed on the opportunity to acquire him. Um, so maybe we'll get a chip on the shoulder Kyrie Irving game like that one in Brooklyn. Luca played 21 minutes last night, had a triple seven. That's pretty cool. Just as planned, right? 77 yeah. getting the triple seven. Yeah. Okay, yes. I don't think he had a plan for anything other than to just dong around at the highest level until they're like, okay, we, we can't watch you anymore. I couldn't believe he took that basically full court heave Oh my gosh. with... 20, like 20 seconds seconds or whatever left on the shot clock or whatever like he gets it he just it was it was completely him and, and Jokic and everybody just not caring and that's fine that's his approach for it and uh I did feel a little bit bad for him like he he tempted fate there he gets the dunk and it, it's rare that you see the 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 Luka dunk and it was like okay cool and even that one was cutting it a touch close it wasn't like he absolutely got up so high and yammed it and it was beautiful he was cutting it close on the first one and then a few seconds later he gets another opportunity and he goes off the glass to himself for another dunk and then he's rejected by the rim and i i felt a little bit bad for him there yeah i don't know what his path to the mvp looks like it's it's clear that he's still at a stage in his career where he can't demand the ball you know like last night everybody's deferring to the veterans you know, and, you know, Lillard kind of takes the MVP or takes the shot volume to get the MVP. Will Luka get there? You know, if 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 you're like, if you have his game, it's not highlight real friendly. You're not going to go dunk it 20 times and score 40 points. You're probably not going to take logo threes because do you have that range? I mean, I would like to see Luka try it at least. Get hot and shoot those shots, you know, because it's annoying when you have a player who's like, the secondary star to somebody else that's out there, you know, and like a Steph Curry or LeBron James, like everybody is, and you don't feel like your guy is out there to put on a show. I want to see him go out there and try to put on a show. The talent's there. Yes. He's definitely capable of he's doing a, it. He's a showman. Luka Magic. He's absolutely yeah. capable of going and, and taking an MVP at the All-Star game anytime he wants to. I just don't know that there will ever be a time no. that he actually wants to. You would think you become less and less interested over the course of your career. The first couple of years, you feel like you're eyes wide open, starstruck, and you're excited to go out there and dominate. But maybe, maybe he feels there is like a passing of the torch, and I got to wait yeah, uh, until a certain moment of you know being a veteran. But I just don't buy it. I think he just he's got no interest. Yeah, I don't think he's ever had double digits in an All Star game in his wow. five five appearances. Yeah, Dirk was pretty much the whole way the 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 whole time as well, almost like sheepish about like oh I, I 
you know, I don't fit in here. I, I don't want a shot here. You take it. You're the real star. It's like, come on, go put on for the city a little bit. Hey, man, we want to see it. His favorite thing about All-Star Weekend is just to, uh, Luca's, is just do the trick shots while you're hanging out at the at the arena throughout the weekend. He's doing all sorts of long-distance shots, high into the sky, hang time. He's bouncing it and making it. He's doing all the trick shot stuff, but he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to be a showman during the game. Just party with his buddy Jokic. Joey Logano on the pole. Daytona 500 starts in about 45 minutes. That's uh, that's a bucket list event, especially if you and the boys like to get a little rowdy. I, I think that's one you got to cross off your list. And I, I know I always uh, salute Kenton Nelson and the folks out at Texas Motor Speedway for taking us about a decade ago. It was a hell of a time. Okay, uh, G-Bag of the Day is coming up at 2.35. Biggest NFL offseason questions is coming up next right here. It's the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, buddy, we're eight and a half minutes now from the G-Bag of the day. We'll get you the best audio from the world of sports. Coming up here in just about eight minutes, a segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214-817-333-3333. Jump online to truckwreck.com. Here's a Zach Wolchuk, five biggest NFL offseason questions. What do you got for us, Zachary? Thank you very much. We start, of course, with the quarterbacks. This is courtesy of Steven Ruiz of The Ringer. And uh, it's, will the quarterback market get reset? And how many times can this happen? We saw it with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert claiming the title of highest paid player in history. Trevor Lawrence is eligible for a new deal. Dak, we've heard the rumors, could be uh, the highest paid player in the NFL. Jared Goff. Jordan Love as well. All of these guys are about to get paid, and then you throw in Tua as well, and it seems like this is it doesn't matter how good you are. It's just the quarterback market in general. Next guy gets to be the highest paid. The guy after that gets to be the highest paid. I'd love one team or the owners to kind of band together. I mean, I want these guys to get as much money as possible, but there should not be a world where Daniel Jones is making $40 million a year. We've got to find a way to kind of make this a little bit more fair where everybody's not becoming the highest paid guy and making $60 million a season. Uh, but, hey, we're in another offseason where it's probably going to happen. I think Dak Prescott of your Dallas Cowboys is going to be a big, big part of that. I do, too. Um, and, you know, I think to answer the question, you have the percentage of the average quarterback contract relative to the salary cap increasing over time, and you have the TV dollars uh, increasing over time. 
And I do believe the quarterback's percentage of salary cap is going to stop or maybe even reverse trend. And I think the TV money is going to stagnate. So I think at some point in the not too distant future, we're going to level off for a very significant period of time or maybe even come back down. The NFL has an advantage that MLB and NBA and NHL don't, and that is their main games are on uh, over-the-air TV still. They're not going to be as, as prone to the dips that uh, other leagues suffer. Yeah, and and I get it. I mean, a lot of people are already texting, like, how the hell is Dak going to get even close to the highest paid? That's how the market is with these oh, yeah. quarterbacks, man. It's just what is going to happen inevitably, whether you unless, like it or not. Unless the, the Joneses step up and say, forget this. If they say, let's let it ride uh, and, and let this thing go for a year, and you have Dak and McCarthy, and, and we'll see. But I don't know. Uh, I, we'll have to wait and see if they actually do that. But the, Yeah, another team would just make him you know, a top three paid player next yeah, year. Yeah, somebody yeah. would pay Dak if he hits the open market. Then it's what do the Chicago Bears do with the number one overall pick? Apparently at the Senior Bowl there was already a ton of conversation. Bears haven't been shopping Justin Fields, but teams have already been calling them about potential Justin Fields trades, in which case do they then keep the number one overall pick, take Caleb Williams, whichever quarterback they deem is the best, or do they trade number one, move back a little bit, which team is it that moves up? Is it Washington? Is it Atlanta at eight? Could it be New England? But that is a fascinating conversation yet again, as the Bears did it last year, making the trade with Carolina. They're sitting with all the power. That's going to be fun. Uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of critics out there that uh, think because Caleb Williams painted his fingernails and wanted to be comforted by his mom into the worst moment of the season, he's a bad prospect. But I, I think a, a team would be insane to pass on anybody that resembles uh, a number one quarterback prospect. You know Fields isn't legendary. Take your next shot at him, you know. And if it's in a eccentric package so be it you know fans will fall in love with it fans will start painting their fingernails <laughs> if he wins them enough games everybody's just doing the fingernail painting <laughs> yeah. yeah they'll have no problem writing what he was writing about it was like f utah right like that was his whole deal f utah i think he did whatever the opponent texas, was f texas yeah well, f the packers or whatever that'll be oh yeah they'll have no problem with that i'm at this point i'm going to be surprised if if that's not what ends up happening here, Justin Fields is going to be traded and then they're going to keep their pick and they're going to draft Caleb Williams. That seems like the most obvious thing at this point is just how much can you get for Justin Fields and where does he end up going? Yeah, and, and that's going to be a fascinating situation. I think you could probably get at least a second round pick for Justin Fields. Maybe a bidding war ends up making that uh, go a little bit higher. Pittsburgh's a team that I think is expressed. You're crazy. Potential, what, the three. second round pick? Three. A three? At most. Ooh, at most, yeah. Ooh, okay. We'll he's see. A, he's a he's a reclamation project at this point. You think so? Yeah. You think that low of him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I just know, think his biggest issue is health. Like he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. I think he played pretty well at the second half of last season. I mean, you're taking a quarterback in the first round with the hope that he's that magical Hall of Famer guy, yeah. right? He's he's as good as Burrow or Mahomes, or even as good as what Deshaun Watson was before everything went bad for him. You know, and you know Fields right now. At best, you're going to figure out a way to make him an average guy who, you know, is a great athlete, but doesn't ha- doesn't see the field or throw it well enough or throw with enough anticipation to be that guy that's going to win games for you. I do think Chicago needs to uh, reset that market and go ahead and just take a quarterback at number one. But it will be interesting to see what Fields goes for. Then Harbaugh's first offseason back in the NFL. Do the Chargers just end up taking a bunch of Michigan guys, or uh, how does he impact the draft class there? Because he knows these guys probably better than anybody, having just come from college football. So he's got kind of more, uh, I'd say, info, having played against some of these dudes. But it'll be interesting, their cap space as well. Like, 
the, the Chargers are a little up against it. Do they they already made a ha- moves with Corey Lindsay, their center? What exactly does Harbaugh's impact with the Chargers have this offseason? Then the Bengals, what do they do with T. Higgins? I think we've heard the franchise tag be thrown around there. Do they go ahead and try and keep him uh, because they're going to have Jamar Chase that they're going to have to pay as well? You're obviously keeping Chase over T. Higgins. And then which 2021 first-rounders get their fifth-year options picked up? That's always fascinating. Uh, the Cowboys have been in interesting situations for that where they haven't picked up a fifth-year option. Teams will do that where it's like, Ah, uh, this guy hasn't really panned out. Then all of a sudden, that fourth year, it's like here he goes. He steps up. He plays well. And then you're thinking, well, now crap, he's a free agent. What am I going to do? I got to pay him. I wish I had just picked up that fifth year option. But you've got failed picks like Zach Wilson, Trey Lance is interested in there, uh, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts. What what happens with him in Atlanta? I think they probably picked that up because they went ahead and fired their coach and Arthur Smith because they didn't believe that he used Kyle Pitts well enough. So the fifth year option stuff uh, also intrigues me, but I think it's all about what goes down with that number one overall pick and the Bears are really kind of controlling this offseason. A two and four horrible NFL knowledge if you think Fields is a third at best. Yeah, I mean why are, why are the Bears giving up on him? You know, of course, they have the number one pick. But if you're worth a number one, the team that has you two years in isn't looking to deal you. Um, how about uh, other two and four? You talk about uh, Prescott and putting everything around him to make him successful. What does Justin Fields have around him? You know, roughly what C.J. Stroud do- did. It, it's obvious when guys have it. It's obvious. You you don't you don't have to sit there and hope for four or five years, especially a guy that's going to run. You know. Yeah, as a runner with that blessing, you can run into space away from pressure and make throws. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. To me, we've seen enough. And I, I don't know. I, I don't need a lot to know. You know, I, I just look at how a player is reading and how he reacts and how comfortable he looks in the pocket. It tells me so much, you know. So show me a, 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 a trend of statistical success. I'll turn on the TV and watch the guy for five or ten minutes, and I'm like, oh, you know, this this guy isn't comfortable enough in the pocket. He's not seeing enough of the field. He is, you know, not showing me the body language in the pocket of a guy who is, you know, going to be the guy in the NFL. And those traits pop off the screen. We champion them. Like, wow, this guy, he's so tough. He got all these edge rushers coming in around him, and he's just so cool. He just got this thick sense of where he needs to slide or escape to. So when you don't see those, the opposite is true. It's time now for the G-Bag of the Day. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Here's Lucius. Yeah. Slip, slide, trying to provide some laughs for the Tolos. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. All right, so our champion so far right here is uh, Caleb. Tolo Caleb. He's back with another one. In the key of Shady. How many days is this right here for this man? Number two? Number yes. two, he's defending it. All right, all right. Yep. All right, let's see what's going on here. He knocked out the pastor last week. Pastor said, you got to fix them jubblies, baby. You got to pick them up. Yeah, here we go. I am a, I am a, I am a, I'm a solo. Hi, y'all. Do you like sports talk? Listen on the radio or watching YouTube with your eyeballs? My wife asks, what's wrong? Why are you crying in the bathroom? I just found out. Sean has bigger hands than I do. This song might blow up like RJ on a blue chew. My man, Bobby Bell, don't you dare think I'll forget you. He said our quarterback was good enough to win the Super Bowl. Guess what? Dak just threw another big A-hole. Oh, Kevin Corey, no, I'm doing? listening every day. Mike Hype and Luca till his earpiece screams. You're calling 
Delicious game. Teabag on my drive home, traffic's in a rage. It's amazing how Broadus is even awake at his age. Yeah, I've got emotion for the first time since fifth grade. Eric aggravating Brian might catch headphones to the face. Zach, I want you to know that they should double your pay. P.S. Please vote for me. It's Teabag of the day. I am a. I am a. Shout out I Reggie. If you ain't right, then get right with the get right. I am a. Yo, Pepe, I am Lucius. A, I am I'm a, out. I'm a solo. I am a. I am a. Salute to you, Caleb. A, Unnecessary a, shots right there, Mr. Broadus. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Unnecessary was. shots to Mr. Broadus. But I will say, uh, I was looking for my phone before I left the house, and I was in a frantic. I was like, where's my phone? I just had it. I just had it in my hand. Like, I just texted my sister. What's going on? I went up and down the stairs like three times. Damn phone was in the back pocket. Oh, that's always the worst. I say, this is how Broadus must feel every damn day. Oh. <laughs> I say that respectfully. Yeah. I do. Let me take you to my world real quick, yo. And for love's oh. sake, each mistake. Yeah. I was listening to this while working out today. It just came up on a playlist. I've saved it a long time ago, but it popped up. I was doing curls. Mm. I had an emotional moment. I started crying while doing curls, bro. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this song is so motivational. Now it's solid. Oh! Ooh, I like this jam. Yeah. Solid as a I seen the sweat coming off of me, and it was the way the, the lights were in the gym. Maybe it was the microdosing too. <laughs> I seen the vein come out of my bicep, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's working!" Everything here, this is perfection. I'm alive. Then I said, "Pull yourself together, man. There's people in here." <laughs> but yeah, it was just one of those No Sean Moreno tears, though, right? Just yeah, the manliest just, single yeah, tear I've ever seen. It just watered up. If you were paying attention, you would have seen it. It was just testosterone leaving your body. That's what it was. <laughs> leaving the body. Hey, do you guys like the uh, relationship between Joker and Luca? I do. Yeah. You guys you like that? Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, but Joker kept it real on Luca. Listen to this. Nice to, uh, to play with you. It seems like you guys have a special connection. Yeah, Luca's terrible. <laughs> Luca is really bad for this game. He's worse than me. 100%. 100%. What a friend. Yeah, Luca's terrible. Dude, yeah, I, I saw a great week at, uh, or a video this weekend of Jokic. I think it's from him, like in Serbia or something, because it seems like they're in a foreign land. But he's in the middle of some dancey club area, and he is he is a hundred feet taller than everyone in there. Everyone is like up to his waist, and he is just singing and dancing all by himself, singing to like a love song that's kind of like this. And it's just one of those awesome videos where he is just having the time of his life, and he looks like he's surrounded by elementary school kids. Yeah. Yeah, and he he even dwarfs Luka. He does. He would be a threat to me if he was on the Lakers or the Knicks or or the Heat. I know where he was about to go. Like, oh, well, you can feel you can wash Luka out here? Dawson yeah. got them hands. I'll wash them. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you meant. Basketball threat of teams. Oh, yes. I thought you so meant one-on-one, mano-a-mano, Gavin Dawson will get... No, no, out of, I, out of the paint. I bet I'm, that'd be amazing. See, Jokic is so big that I don't think he even have to know how to fight that much. Just be just aggressive at that size. Yeah, just, oh, man. just grab just, you, yeah, move yeah. you around, throw you. Like, he, yeah, Whoop. he just he'd be such a problem. But yeah, I don't think Luca would go to Denver. Would be my point. You know, so I like their bromance right now because I think the more likely reunion would be in Dallas. I hope I see, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not against that. I've been wanting that for a while, by the way. Yeah, that would be sick, dude. Yeah. Especially if you could keep Kyrie. Yeah. Woo! Oh, my. It's over. Oh, it's yes. over. Woo! Yeah. 
Let me go. Let me go. Uh, former college coach Carolyn Peck. You guys familiar with her? Absolutely not. Okay, well, Google her up real quick. <laughs> uh, she used to play for Vanderbilt back in the day. Uh, she coached uh, the Gators. I remember coaching the Gators at one point. But she was on the call for LSU and Vanderbilt game. Okay. Listen to this. We're talking about girls right here. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ballgame. Stay excited. <laughs> stay enthusiastic. Pull your team through. I don't care if the officials are telling you to sit down. She would be word there. She's got that country twang on her. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ballgame. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, little country twang. Hell yeah. We need yeah, more of that awesome. during these broadcasts. <laughs> we really coach. do. <laughs> yes, dude. She's 6'4". Okay, I did the Googling. 6'4". She must have been... Yeah. She, she must have been dominant. Dropping the B word on lots of people of that size. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> bench. <laughs> you know, she was talking about the bench. Oh, she was saying bench? She was talking about the bench, but that oh, twang, okay. that country twang. I would oh, never man. have known that if you didn't tell us. That. Oh my God! What would you think I was just saying, Country Twang? No, I got it because yeah. I had a coach. I had a, a coach. Uh, I can't remember his name, but freshman year we were running ninety-eight bench was like the the offensive <laughs> play, and he made sure to, he goes, "I'm not talking about your mom when I say ninety-eight bench." <laughs> ninety-eight bench. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Yesterday's a church day. Hope you got your blessing. Uh, over the weekend, it was a holy day, right? Like, Sabbath is on Saturday for some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hope you guys, whatever you out there looking for, shout out to my pastor, Reverend Ike and Freddie Haynes. This right here is some couples ministry. <sighs> Get that man some pasta. Get that man some peace. And I'll let y'all fill in the other P. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know me. Somebody should have ran around the church. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. The three Ps. And you know what that woman needs? She needs dedication. Yes. Some dollars. And I'm going to let y'all figure deed. out the other D. Deposits. <laughs> Somebody scream, preach. Preach. Directions. <laughs> discipline. Yeah, discipline. <laughs> and the third P for man was privacy. Please. Uh, happy President's Day, everybody. Yes, sir. Uh, All righty. We are uh, looking for two here with our champ, Caleb. Or are we going with Joker, keeping it real on Luca? He's bad for the game. Constantly complaining. Don't let your kids watch him. Uh, Carolyn Peck addressing the, the bench. Bench? <laughs> Stay in this game. Stay. Ah, <laughs> uh, sounded like too short there on the call. Yeah. What's my favorite <laughs> word? Bench. <laughs> or is it the three Ps? Man, it's tough to vote today. I, you know, obviously you got to give Caleb his flowers for that. Ooh. And if he does lose, he'll be an honorary five-time champion for sure. Um, uh, but I'm going to vote for him, Chief. How about you? I'm going to vote for Caleb as well, Lucius. Uh, bench. <laughs> well, Chuck, uh, man, I think I got to go with the Go bench. with your heart, Bo. I got to go with the bench. Go with your heart. Okay, we're tied at two, which means you jump onto the Twitter account, at Gbagnation. Follow us all when you get there. Sorry, God, <laughs> no, I liked it. We're all sitting right there no, in the no, no, we're all live radio. That's right. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, we're all right there in the bio. We'll create an Insta poll. You vote on who is your G-Bag of the Day champion. We'll come back and announce it. And then we have Krusty's Corner on the other side. Will the Cowboys avoid these nine mistakes moving forward? We'll, we'll review them and then vote on them. That's next in the G-Bag Nation. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan NFL News of the Day coming up at 3 o'clock. I believe my uh, we have Micah Parsons audio. Uh, that'll be interesting. The Stars scored. They went up 3-2. Can the Cowboys avoid these nine mistakes? Here's Wolchuk with uh, his scouting mentor, Brian Broadus's Crusty's Corner. Thank you very much. Feeling very crusty today. I hope uh, Brian's having a great time out there on vacation. Stars up three to two. By the way, shout out to Esselin Dell. He's got the stars on the board. So with five minutes to go, let's see if they can hold on to this one goal lead. But this is courtesy of Blogging the Boys. Excellent article. Nine free agency mistakes the Cowboys should not repeat. Number one, oh, you're going to love it. The veteran running back. Don't do it. Don't go after the veteran running back, and my goodness gracious, you look at the last Ooh. two years, the teams that have done this outside of one, and that would be David Montgomery, who went from uh, Chicago to Detroit, signed a 3 or $18 million deal. He's the only one that saw his yardage increase from the previous season, the year after when he signed with his new team. Otherwise, everything is just drastic drop-offs. Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, Dalvin Cook, the year before, Leonard Fournette, Rashad Penny, Brandon Bolden. I mean, it is just a who's who of don't do this. It's not going to go well for you. And uh, the big name this year is Derrick Henry. And I saw videos today. Derrick Henry's working out. It's probably not going to work out for you if you go ahead and pay Derrick Henry, the veteran free agent running back, big money, because it doesn't seem to be working out for any of these guys. You know, I, I think teams ultimately have to take an even, even stronger approach um, to this free agency. And there's still a couple of teams keeping this alive that, you know, is providing the idea that maybe one of these guys will get eight or nine mil. But it's got to reset down to like four or five million. Then the 26, 27, 28-year-old back coming off of a good year will have a great, comfortable spot in the free agent marketplace. You know, at that point, getting an assurance that I have a guy that's going to know, uh, you know, his his pass protection assignments, who has a track record of avoiding uh, tacklers or breaking tackles. You know, I can get all that stuff on the free agent market without killing my cap. But once you're over $5 million, every smart team left in in, in this league is going to say, absolutely not, you know. And I think the Cowboys cross that, you know. That's what I would like to say. I I don't believe the Cowboys are still naive to this fact, Giafalo. Yeah, I don't think they are either. We've already got the Gilkin report this offseason that they're like, okay, we're, we're done with this. And they're certainly late to the party, but welcome to it. Glad you're here. And uh, I, I don't. I mean, they're not going to put a. They're not going to put a tag on Pollard. They're not going to throw a, a big contract at any free agent running back. I do think like having a veteran guy on the super cheap is fine. Like, how cheap is he? Uh, because if he is like a million dollar back, it's not that big of a deal. So I think getting one of those guys in free agency would be smart. And then obviously get somebody in the draft that you think can be sort of your future at the position. Yeah, all these guys that they specified was like $6 million or more. So if yeah, you're paying you can't something do like that. 3 mil, no. uh, you know, I'm okay. And we talked about like Zach Moss is a guy that you could look at, and he's probably going to stay in Indianapolis because he had a great year there. But that, that, that's a name that you could kind of monitor and say, okay, maybe that's a dude for you. Now, the veteran defender from a top defense is another thing that you should try and avoid. Really? The issue with a veteran defender from a top defense is that you're not sure whether the player you're acquiring is good because of his talent or because of the scheme his team employed, or his teammates playing alongside him. Now, this relates to kind of what we've talked about with Patrick Queen, like one of the best linebackers on the market. We saw, and Brian Baldinger talked to us about this, 
he changed as a player the second Roquan Smith got there. He took away the call on the defense, right? That was something where Patrick was playing slow. He was overthinking things. And as soon as he has that taken off of his plate, he ends up being the player that they thought they were getting when they drafted him in the first round. So I think this is circumstantial. I don't think you should say like, oh, I'm never going to sign a top defensive player from another team. But you do need to kind of look into this and be like, all right, it, how does this guy fit in with our new scheme, our talent? Uh, is he going to be in a position to succeed much like where he was before? Because you got to kind of weigh all the nuances with that conversation. Yeah, that was the case with Earl Thomas in Seattle. They were just so dang good at putting him in the best position to succeed that he was an all-pro. And then as soon as he left and you know the defense wasn't catered to his specific skill set, his career fell apart really quickly. So. You know, you, you you look at the bullet the Cowboys dodged with Namdi Asamoah. I would just say you're looking for diamonds in the rough, you know, more than you're looking for. Now, especially in the middle of the field. But I know an edge can win. I know a corner can win regardless of circumstances. You know, I, I think it's the middle of the field players that are going to be dependent on how much. Uh, you know, pressure and how good of a job your defensive line's doing containing things. Yeah, and it should be relatively easy to know, like, okay, I am I am a man-to-man. I need a legit corner. I'm not going to get – just because you were an awesome cover two corner for a team like Mike Zimmer says he can find at Walmart, but you're not running that, then that's not going to be the guy for you. But Legereus Sneed, hey, just line up and let me press man on a guy and run with him. Like, okay, you can do that for me, no problem. Chris Jones, you're going to be fine somewhere else, yeah. even though they both probably remain Chiefs. The, we're tied at three with a minute 45 to go. Son of a gun, sorry. Dude. They're, they're banged we needed, so We were trying to milk a lead for what? We needed five minutes? We needed yeah. five minutes of a, of, a, of a milk lead there? Hawk and Paws out. Now you've got two guys that were playing with the Texas Stars who are both getting big-time playing time for you. I mean, it's it's an issue. I mean, the, the defense is being leaky. They're probably going to go to an overtime again. All right. The second and third wide receiver in an effective passing offense is something you should also potentially avoid. Bill Barnwell referred to this as the Alvin Harper rule. Cowboys found themselves in this when they traded for Roy Williams in 2007. And then, of course, you saw this when the Jags paid Laurent Robinson from the Cowboys. It's like, oh, this dude just put up monster numbers. Then he gets to Jacksonville, and unfortunately his career was cut short because of the concussions, but he just wasn't quite the same. So just because these guys, and Jawan Jennings, I think, might be uh, the, the player that we look at this year. He's the third option there in San Francisco, certainly had a monster Super Bowl. Does somebody end up overpaying for that type of player in free agency? You probably don't want to be the team that does that. Cedric Wilson going to Miami yep. fell off, you know, after looking so good for the Cowboys. Yeah, a lot of those guys have a lot of success because of a specific role that team has carved out for them. And it was a real shame the Cowboys lost Wilson because I was excited about, you know, what they were able to do with him. The pass rusher coming off a monster contract year. Uh, you got guys like Leonard Williams, Carl Lawson, Marcus Davenport in recent years that went ahead and crushed it, then got paid, weren't quite the same players after that. Also, if you're going to go ahead and bring in a player and you're asking him to do something different, you know, this goes with like some of those defensive players we were talking about earlier. You're like, oh, we really like the guy. We think he's got a great skill set. But now he's asked to do something on our team, whether it, hey, this dude was a guard. We're going to kick him out to tackle or center or defensive tackle. He was playing three tech. Now we're going to move him over to one tech. You got to be careful with that. And then number six, something this team might have an issue with, the dumb player. Now, you're probably not going to know this unless you ask around the league. You call that other team, coaches, scouts, you get the player in here. But... 
Bill Parcells had the quote, dumb players do dumb things. Smart players seldom do dumb things. And Mike Zimmer and his introductory pressers seemed like that was something that was going to drive him crazy. When he teaches something and you don't do what I've taught you to do, I'm going to lose my mind. I think we've already seen maybe this team has some guys that aren't the the, the most when it comes to instinctive. The football IQ could be in question. You don't want to add more of those to the locker room. Yeah, discipline's what I need. You know, I, I think you can have a low IQ, but you know, be so on the ball that you're like, man, I'm just not going to be the guy making mistakes because I'm focused. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want. I want focused players who play with discipline. The other ones are just ignoring why a team let an older player go. You, know, you got to do your homework on that. Not being active in free agency at all, which the Cowboys often uh, fall into that category. You got to at least look and try and improve your roster in some areas. And then not using your late round picks as trade currency to circumvent free agency altogether. They did a great job of it last year. We applauded them for it. It was the first time we'd really seen them do this. You gave up late-round picks to go and get Brandon Cooks and get Stephon Gilmore, and they were big for you this year. But ultimately, uh, they haven't done it enough, and if they go ahead and evaluate a player, maybe you don't get a free agent here, but there is a player that's going to be a cap casualty. Yeah, I'll give you a six uh, out for somebody else because most of the time you're getting players like a Danny Cole who doesn't end up working for you or a Bradley and I who I was hoping would work. He didn't. The list goes on and on. Now, they've hit on some of them. Deron Bland, for example, is a guy that they definitely hit on. But uh, more often than not, you know, you're taking massive flyers with those late-round picks. Go get yourself an established veteran if the opportunity presents itself. Thank you, Woolchuck. Krusty's Corner every afternoon at 2.40. Brian Broaddus is going to be out all week long. Uh Best of the weekend's coming up at 3.40. Eric Chiafala will tell you about some great things that happened this weekend. I, I saw something terrifying yesterday at uh, a little soccer practice that I did for a few girls. And I'll tell you about that coming up in one hour. Uh, I, 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 I nearly, it, it took my breath away, I'll say that. NFL News of the Day coming up next, though. Well, Chuck, what do you have for us? Free agent updates, the latest uh, that we've got from Jimmy Johnson, and we're throwing up the X. That's next. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.